<clears throat> what did we do? What did we? We did got we got together for a surprise movie, <laughs> which it wasn't really too much of a surprise except for Josh, right? Because, because Adam and I. So did. just a quick <laughs> quick backstory because this this is a sealed copy of Dead Men Don't Die on Laserdisc. Yeah. Uh, this is not the Jim Jarmusch movie. <laughs> no, so that that I is, almost thought it was. Yeah, dead men don't die. This is okay. Here's right. the genesis of of how I stumbled across this, and I vaguely remember this movie when it came out. But at work, every now and again, I have to update the box office digital displays with new movie posters. So when I go into Google and I was looking, dead don't die, pictures of Elliot Gould. It, with this zombie blue face making, you know, this weird O face <laughs> kept popping up within the Google image search. And so when I clicked on it, because it has the same, you know, dead men don't die. Sure. Dead don't die. Um, kept uh, Maybe I just, I, I probably just like switched those like a couple times. Yeah, I think well, no, no, trust me. I, I, like every time I saw the event, when you changed the name of the event, I was like, wait, are we doing one right. of the dead don't die? Right. So I will probably call Dead. Wait. The d- dead don't die. <laughs> dead men don't die. I'm probably going to interchange right. those many, many times. So then my quest continued, and I said I have to find this movie. Hopefully by this Friday, which we are recording right now. Um, dot 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 dot. Now yeah, uh, I looked at Sean's there. inventory, and he said that he had it. He had it on Laserdisc, and then it had a, a little sub uh, column that said that it's not. It's you know out in moratorium on on DVD, which is true. It's not on YouTube. Um, you can find a DVD like a foreign DVD, but you know it wouldn't have got here in time. Yeah, and, and uh, it definitely it was never released in the states on DVD. I don't right because so, that's yeah. yeah that kind of makes sense then because they were so all this is cool. yours. Yeah, this is mine. And awesome. it's sealed. And it's sealed. And he brought his laser so, player. We're going to open this mother. So you randomly found this. Yes. And then Sean just has it. Happened yes. to have it. Awesome. So, <laughs> so I thought in honor of the Jim Jarmusch movie, which I think is one of my most favorite movies of the year. I love it. Uh, yeah. Sean has not seen it, though, yet. A lot of people don't like it. It's very divisive. But I think that like it's really awesome. Yes. I think I'll dig it. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I like what I've seen in the trailers and yeah. everything. So I think when I see it, I'll dig it. Do it. All right. Open this. Oh, yeah. We're going to do okay. So now it's going to go from a $4.99 value to a $3.99 value. (laughs) That's right. Cracking it open. This plastic is so tight. Oh, oh my. (laughs) Oh, and it's a punch out version, too. Mike Tyson's punch out? No, you got the where they they, they clip the barcode where they do the. Look how careful you are. Look at that. Nice. I don't, I don't. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't replace this very easily, Josh. You know. Totally. This is also how I anally open my vinyl records. <laughs> okay, let's talk about more about. Well, yeah, I was about to say. Is, at least you're not using Poor your anus. Of words. There it is. Josh. Oh, no rot. First laser disc you're ever gonna watch. Yeah. So and that that again, yeah. For the record, I have uh, never actually watched a real laser disc. Um, so I have one I got as a gift, as you know, if something wicked this way comes. But I don't have a laser disc player. I've never actually watched one, so I'm excited. Cool. Let's yeah. do it. All right. See you on the other side. Me 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 question. 
how closely did Jim Jarmusch's remake uh, <laughs> adhere to? Oh, it was beat for beat. Beat for beat. It was like the mm. remake of Psycho. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gus shot Van for shot. Shot for shot. Gus Van Sant's Dead beat. Men Don't Die. Yes. Definitely. Welcome back. Hey. Hi there. To one of the greatest podcasts, video casts, whatever you want to call it, that have the biggest beards oh, on yeah. YouTube. Oh, yeah. None finer. Talking about movies that you can't find and you can't probably watch. Right, totally. Listen to us talk about movies that you're probably never going to watch. But you, you people love it. But it's, it's also... I mean, trust us, sometimes it's like we're taking the bullet for you guys. Is this one of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This I is mean, a spoiler. Millimeter. <laughs> so, uh, the, the the first part of the unwrapping, or I guess the, the breaking of the seal, because it's not completely unwrapped, uh, you already explained the genesis of wh- how this came about. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. That is commitment right wow. there. Wow. There you go. Whoa. Static Whoa. cling. It's <laughs> just sticking to the wall back there, the curtain. That's great. Who wants to start <clears throat> with unpacking me, 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 me. Elliot Gould's <laughs> Joshua T. Ruth. <laughs> Wowza. Um, screwball comedy, you know? Like, that's basically what this film is. Um, it is uh, a wackadoo screwball like slapstick comedy kind of like um, morons from outer space or something. Yeah, or, yeah. boy, <laughs> you're just fascinated. Well, I I don't know what what age group this is for. Oh yeah, it's not it's not adult. It's rated PG thirteen. Is it PG thirteen? It, it does have some blood in it. They said bitch. They did and say bitch. But why? Um, why would it be PG drug, drugs? The drugs thing? Drugs? Maybe? Yeah, that wasn't a big thing back then. Maybe the drugs were huge back then. Well, I mean, yes, but you are right. I mean, I'm thinking drugs were huge um, back then. Yeah. <laughs> not not like today. Brought, brought to you by Kleenex. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there um, you go. Product placement. The, the, uh, there's a, there's a moment in this movie where a car crashes into a wall and it says just say no. Right. I actually felt that into. was one of the th- like three jokes that actually worked in the movie um, because as they're about to crash into that everybody goes no and then it cuts and it's got the wall right. says no right. that they're crashing into which I felt was kind of funny. Um, but uh, yeah. you know you know oh, why it's just a great yeah. you know why yeah, that yeah, was yeah. funny, Josh? Why is that? Because they didn't beat you over the head with that it's joke true. throughout the it's entirety true. of the running. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, as to who the audience for this film is, I think like, you know, like lame grandpas, maybe, you know, like that's kind of it. And I and I partially get to that because of the um, the, the filmmaker here, the writer and director, Malcolm Marmerstein. <laughs> Is, That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Yeah, you know, in like looking at what that guy's done, he's he's been around for a while. This was like late stage for him. Um, I guess his biggest kind of claim to fame, uh, he wrote a, a large amount of Dark Shadows, like a lot, like eighty episodes. Wow. Um, and uh, you know, he also like he wrote Return to Witch Mountain and Pete's Dragon. Um, 
Um, so like this is a guy who in 1990 would have certainly been an older what gentleman. year was this 91 90 90 on the noses at least what imdb said okay um so yeah so this is 1990 so he's probably yeah. an older guy he's, you know he's known for writing yeah yeah exactly like and this is only one of two films he directed um and i i think that you know if i'm gonna try and place it well we got to be a completist what was the other one that he directed? love bites yeah love Bites. 1993 so after right. this movie yeah a few years uh, after starring in the lead role adam ant <laughs> wow yeah okay Wow! Yeah, right, right. This Adam Ant. Right, that one. <laughs> add that one to the list. Adam Ant. Nice. Um, yeah, but you know, and that's just that's me sleuthing and saying that this guy. I mean, I, I think it said Malcolm Mormerstein, Marmorstein, Marmorstein, Marmorstein. His uh, birthday was like 1922 or something like that. Uh, you know, I think, if, unless I was wrong. Um, but so, I mean, he's like almost 70 years old at the time he writes this. So I'm thinking like, well, this is what was funny to him, right? And so that's the only thing I can imagine as to who the target audience would be for this. Um, because I just, I don't know. I didn't find it that funny. But I got the impression that he's like, oh, I'm doing this kind of like slapstick zombie comedy. Sure. Um, and... For like like his great grandkids yeah maybe like this is what he thought they would like maybe it's like i want to leave on a note of something that's light-hearted but you know a little screwball sure sure like, what can i do yeah absolutely. and with his background with you know the dark, dark shadow stuff mm-hmm. and everything yeah uh, it's like i th- i it, partially i kind of like feel bad that elliot gould is in this movie at all i mean this is elliot gould <laughs> you know this isn't like sure. some you know no name b-list guy right i mean granted it's not like uh, elliot gould was at the top of his game in 1990 i mean this was you know this was before the uh the career resurrection of the big hit mm-hmm. um so you know like uh, or or you know obviously the oceans uh movies but you know at the same time like this is elliot gould i mean he was at one time the one of the biggest stars in the world right you know um in the 70s you know considered a sex symbol right i mean right. a huge star oscar nominated actor and how he would look at this script an altman favorite yeah absolutely yeah. and i just don't understand how anybody could look at the script and go like this is at all gonna work in any way shape or form and maybe it was just a matter of of you know he saw the pedigree he knew this guy had been around for a long time maybe they were even friends, friends wanted to do yeah. him a favor right you know but um i mean i will say this i don't think elliot gould was phoning it in <laughs> you know like that i mean I'll, i think that this movie is a absolute you know like a flaming car crash dumpster fire of a movie like this is just i mean absolutely nonsense but at the same time like at least ellie cool's doing something um yeah what that is it's <laughs> certainly not a zombie right right it's kind of like a uh like a herman munster totally yeah very in herman a way munster. yeah it's where i felt like he found that from because it's so polarizing mm-hmm. three quarters of the way through when the uh the the uh the gangs zombified right they actually played they it's they have seen a zombie movie absolutely i don't think elliot gould has seen a zombie movie i really doubt that the director said all right you have to go and watch night of the living dead you have to go see or dawn of the dead or whatever i mean any kind of reference to play a zombie he probably if anything told him that well zombies are just mindless dead living animated 
dead people mm-hmm. because he played the mindless yeah perfectly yeah, yeah very much yeah he does but he went to the to the goofy side of mindless of like you know kind of like childish and immediately goofy immediately well, like, yeah, as all the way he through. woke up he was immediately goofy right with yep. his smiles and his laughs and yeah and i almost wondered what he was playing because it what it seemed like because there's the whole thing right that um i mean i guess like just the over so her um she's the like the the basically the cleaning lady oh the voodoo voodoo queen um she uh which i do want to say it's that's mabel king Mm -hmm. um which many will know her for um you know she's like as you brought up um, what's happening she's in what's happening she's also in the whiz she's the mother in the jerk um and she's also in in scrooge where she plays grandma um which is actually because i love scrooge that's where i immediately actually recognized her from but um you know so you know i think the idea right is that she animates these zombies uh elliot gould's character gets killed and um and basically she brings him back to life because she really likes him and uh, i think the idea is that he's mimicking her right which we know that because like she says things and he says it but i think in terms of his character he's kind of imitating her all the time and i think that's like where a lot of his affectations come from as Mm. a character is that he's basically playing her which i don't even know necessarily if the lore of the film really supports that because like none of the other guys are acting like her i just think that in elliot gould's interpretation that's what it was like oh she animated me so i'm basically like a zombie version of her which is why he's walking around and doing this all the time well he went through the whole process with right her. like she she saved him as soon as he died uh brought him back to life and told him you're my zombie. Right. You're, you're going to do as I tell you to. You're even going to give me your apartment, you know, or your penthouse, mm-hmm. wherever you live. Which, sadly, the budgetary restraints on this movie meant we never saw the apartment of right. which Elliot Gould <laughs> right, lived in. Right. But, uh, so maybe that's a, if you want to really break down the lore <laughs> of this movie, um, maybe that's where the other zombies fail Uh she didn't spend as much time crafting them or placing them under that's extremely charitable of you Sean Mm. (laughs) you're being very charitable you're the one who dropped the word lore like (laughs) we're building a universe no no one no one used lore in the the I did I did it I did creating uh, of this movie can't that (laughs) no um Elliot Gould uh just go back to him for a second I I I think Elliot Gould is just playing Elliot Gould being silly. Right. This mm-hmm. whole movie. And and I think this being a first-time director, first of two movies, he's probably was just over the moon that he even had Elliot Gould and was just like, do, do whatever you want to do that you think is funny. We'll mm-hmm. make it work. We'll fit yeah. it in somehow. Yeah. Because he was, like, like Joshua said, he was making a screwball comedy. Right. So I mean, so obviously, screwball. apparently, with the with the score that was very Charles Band nineteen nineties. Oh yeah, uh, you know everything was there was nothing orchestral. It was all just on like the the KS one or whatever was a popular, you know the, the orchestra sounds and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it reminded me of like an. Um, it's the score that Love Unleashed should have had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. It reminded me of Jurassic right. Park when they're going through the thing. He's like, oh, this is just temporary score. You know, lots of big drums and everything. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminded me of that. 
um but worse you know but like way worse uh and yeah totally and i guess like the there are some really interesting i think there are things in this movie that are way funnier if you talk about them than if you're watching the movie like the fact that the uh the and what's her character name i'll look it up real quick um the uh she play uh chafuka <laughs> chafuka is her name and uh chafuka just has like in this news organization just like a secret voodoo lair um where she immediately yeah. takes elliot gould's character to when he dies and just like goes in there it's like candles already lit and it's behind lockers behind. right it's behind lockers just like in voyage of the rock exactly yeah. which what does it mean um but so like and i just love the idea that she's just got this voodoo lair there um and she brings it back to life there she prays to dumbala um who is the same that uh charles lee ray uh, uh prays to in child's play so like oh. it's it's specific so it's gotta be a real like you know problem like you know santeria or voodoo or something I so don't, it's kind of what, what's been more popular today is like the baba yaga yeah yeah, yeah. Right. It's been, you know. yeah for sure so you know i've just yeah i've got to assume dumbala is like a real thing um you know in, in voodoo or whatever um well but, we should have just watched serpent of the rainbow we might probably would have been much happier yeah totally oh, i know yeah but you know, less funny. We can't. We can't go down that road. We have to. We have to trail side by side. You know, we have to trailblaze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Superimpose the two when, on top uh, of each other. Did, did uh, Serpent the Rainbow come out after this or before this? Oh, it was like around the same time. Was it? I think yeah. Serpent Rainbow is like, isn't it late eighties? I think it was late eighties. Yeah, I think yeah. it's late eighties because I think it was before um, People Under the Stairs, which was early nineties. Yeah. What was what was going? Was there like a voodoo theme like happening in cinema during that time or anything? Um, Eighty eight, by the way, yeah. For Serpent? Oh, ab- wow, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there remember... The Believers? Yeah, The Believers. Okay. Right. Yeah, was totally. Yeah, definitely. That Even, like, Candyman, you know, like, sure. you know, has aspects of that, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I think voodoo is, like, definitely a hot button thing, which is maybe one of the reasons this film got greenlit in the first place. one of those well, kind of themes that comes and goes. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, like, there's, like, three or four. What was the, uh, the, the one with, uh, uh, Mickey Rourke? Angel Heart. Oh, Angel yeah, Heart. Angel yeah. Heart, yeah. For oh, sure. also right around the same time yeah, period. Yeah. yeah so definitely um much better movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um yeah so and i guess the idea is that they so they work at a news station um and he's an anchor he's like the the nightly news anchor um he gets killed uh she brings him back uh, what's her name the fuck i do fuka the fucka yeah exactly De-fuka. what what the fuka um translates and- <laughs> roughly in african to racial stereotypes. yeah exactly right so she brings him back to life which i do have to say is i think that was like one of the best scenes in the movie i really think she brings the fire um she's yeah. always in everything she's in she's a very lively actress um but i just think that she basically breaks into song mm-hmm. you know and she's like you know voodoo voodoo just like oh, crazy There's, and and i think that is one of the things that elevates one actor from the other yeah is you should also you should always be doing something when the camera is on right right and she does without making it seem obvious mm-hmm. like what she does actually adds to the scene even when she's walking down the hallway and the the the, the stereotypical music is playing in the background to her character you know they add like the tribal drums to mm-hmm. the same score that's there but then she when she's just walking by she'll just be like mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's yes. not that she's just walking, but she's right. actually like in the scene. Definitely, you know, there is something that is purposeful to it, as yeah. opposed to a lot of the other ones where you'll. We kept seeing this goddamn hallway from like two <laughs> different angles and then different lighting, but it, it was the same hallway throughout the whole movie. Other characters would come in, and even if they were just running in, but they would walk for a little while. They wouldn't actually be part of the environment, and and maybe some of those slow parts were because of that. Uh, and maybe the repetition. There are a lot of repetition, uh, especially in dialogue. You know, and especially in the sets. So much repetition. Yeah. yeah. So much. Yeah. The jokes are repeated. Yeah. Well, they did them in fours. Yeah, you don't right. do them in fours yeah. or fives. You know, it's the rule of threes. Yeah. 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 Well, which I do think is kind of funny though, because like we just uh, saw, you know, and I, you know, for one of the reasons that this film came up was we discussed um, in the 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 unboxing. Yeah, don't say um, it wrong now. Yeah, it was uh, because of the dead don't die, right. um, and uh, that film also does things in fours, which yes. I do think is kind of funny, you know, and it was like. I mean, I even made a joke, like Victor, you know, brought up, you know, because like, I don't know, we'd said a joke on Facebook and he's like, yeah, now say it like a bunch more times. And, you know, because he was saying that as this like, because he didn't really like the movie. And I said like, well, you know, comedy comes in fours, you know, which knowing that it's threes. Yes. And, and, but in that film, in my opinion, it, it works. It was pr- well, and it was right. purposeful. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think it was purposeful here. It's right. said, oh, hey, you know what? We could fit that other thing that yeah. we said earlier. It, it, I, it, it yeah, I think, I mean, not to, to get into this whole diatribe about uh, uh, Dead Don't Die, mm. but every single beat in that movie was completely purposeful yeah. for what it was as a zombie movie of, of its time and everything that came up to that point. Right. And it's going to be one of those movies that is going to be rewatchable. Oh, it's already going to be a cult movie. Absolutely. And it's going to be something that's going to be deconstructed in order to say, oh my gosh, they are, you know, not necessarily making fun of, but they're mm-hmm. making reference to this. Like the whole movie, I think, was stitched together mm-hmm. in such a way that... Um, uh, not necessarily in like subverting your expectations kind of way but making it so on point Mm -hmm. that you realize that they're doing what they're of course doing. yeah it's post I mean, post you know, modern it is post yeah, yeah there you yeah, go that's yeah, that's it, exactly what it, it is it's post post modern you know yeah. cuz and it's like it is commenting on the things they're commenting on zombie films oh and there's so much yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so much. um but yeah absolutely so you know and i i just think that yeah, there's like a lot of those jokes that are reused in this film. There's the whole, the you know, oh yeah, they were dead and they had a face just like this and then they make like a dumb, stupid face. There's a lot of face making in this movie. Ugh, so you much know? face Like making. so much. And that's But I miss like the, like, the, like the noises that I put in, like the bodoing. Uh-huh. You know, they were right. missing that right. when they would make the face noise. I mean, just <laughs> well, to kind of put the stamp on it. It was know? replaced with like every time uh, our co-anchor picked up her camera right oh right yeah breaking news sounds like yeah she wasn't even like she's not broadcast she's not broadcast she's just recording yeah exactly because that's like at first i was like is she just going live every don't go live wait until you actually see the body don't go live i was like oh no she's just recording they're just playing that dumb music anyway um so uh (laughs) yeah there's a lot of face making in this and i don't know personally that's like it's something that i rarely find funny um you know like maybe very few people can pull it off and everything was a first take 
Yeah, oh, and clearly. that's something we didn't yeah. talk about. <laughs> and I counted, I think, four boom mics. Right. Yeah. In the frame. So many booms. Um, and it was obviously first takes, not just for the booms, but there was like one line where literally a guy flubs a line. You know, right. he like transposes some words in there and then like stops himself he and resets it. rolls with that a little bit. Though. Yeah. I mean, he, do- well, he, I mean, he just repeated job. himself. Yeah, good yeah. for him as yeah. an actor, you know, that he's like, but at the same time, like that's a first take. That is not a final. You don't just go with that. And again, you can't really blame an actor for something like that. It all goes down to the director. Um, and I don't know. I, I think a lot of the times, uh, you know, filmmakers are just kind of playing fast and loose and they're having a good time on set and they're just going to go with whatever they go with but I, I definitely think that you know I don't know that's why it's important you get coverage you don't just say okay we got it and we move on because when you're in that editing room you have nothing to work with and I really think that no, that's I what I saw happened. a few times where it it definitely was we're editing for what we had yeah someone would walk down the hallway there'd be a sound off screen you'd see Mm -hmm. the person go through the door to follow the sound and then it would cut to a completely different scene yeah somewhere else and you knew that that was done in the editing going oh shit we didn't show them going into the room specifically right Right. do you think that the uh boom mics were result of uh video framing i mean it I mean, it could have been, maybe. Like, maybe on the theatrical release, it didn't have that because it was. Well, I don't know. At that. Out. My theory on booms. Okay, well, okay, I'll go back. Because Jacob's Ladder, when did that come out? 91? I think it was 1990. I was 90. I remember seeing that in the theater, and I went back many times to see that in the theater at yes. the time. So good. God. Yes. I'd rather by this uh, by the second <laughs> by the second or third time that I saw it, mm-hmm. boom mics, boom mics, boom mics, boom really? mics all over the place. When it, it was actually released on home video, those were, you know, they they just they cropped it or they, you know, they moved, you know, pan and scene, uh-huh. zoomed in, whatever they had to do to take that out of the frame. Do you think the boom mics were demons? Sure. Were they demons or to were some, they, angels to yeah, I was others? Say, were they really angels? Or he, uh, was, or he was imagining them the whole time? Because yeah, I don't want to spoil yeah, who can Jacob's save Ladder because it's a really good movie. <laughs> it's a really good movie. <laughs> just, if just, you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, like, yeah, just, Jacob's just wait Ladder. for that remake Three that was supposed up. to come out or, in February. Anyways, um, I I truly believe once they realize if there's like any flubs, they believe that this is only going to be played in the theater and not continue on to home video and if it does maybe somebody will give a crap right. and actually crop that stuff out or edit right. that stuff out in whatever way they can or they just don't give a crap yeah I think there was a lot of yeah. crap not given in this movie <laughs> for sure i mean it's his first movie i mean you're gonna see booms totally i mean you know sure. like i said back in those days you saw a lot of booms right this is a big boom I I do want to say um, like, I, just the whole like end kind of climax I thought was actually really good. I think excised from the film, especially as as something um, that has 
practical effects um, and stunt work, um, or I shouldn't say practical effects, just say, you know, practical stunts. Um, and it was all done, as you can tell, this is probably not a very big budget movie. Um, and they were like some dangerous stuff they're doing. I mean, granted, stuntmen are supposed to make it look dangerous, um, but they're like in, there's like a convertible and a limo, and you got people that are going from one window to another. Yep. You've got mm-hmm. a shot that is like on the ground and it has like the body like kind of go over um the camera you've got people jumping from one vehicle to another vehicle and also it doesn't hurt that the entire thing is scored to oingo boingo's dead man's party right and and honestly the movie actually kind of comes alive yeah during that whole moment absolutely it's like the director didn't have this is not a very well directed movie Mm -hmm. i mean it all takes place indoors for the most part, except right. for that sequence. And the camera's pretty static. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't move around a lot. Well, there's a few interesting angles. There, I mean, there's a there couple is. from up from the stairwell where they're mm-hmm. looking down and laughing. Per- and I really liked the and the lighting, some of the, the lighting in the hallways, in the was, voodoo was nice. closet behind the the locker room. Yeah, I mean that was cool. But uh, a lot of low angle. Yeah. But there were, but there it was were low static. angles that yeah, didn't they're, they're, need to be low angles, yeah. too, you know? Right. Um, which is, I think, a common new director thing. But then, as you, you know. brought up, Sean, um, you uh, you brought up, you're like, oh, I wish there would have been more, you know, Oingo Boingo in the movie. And I actually agree, yeah, right? Because, yeah. cause I, yes, the film came alive, but also, like, that's a damn good song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you put Oingo Boingo on most things, it's going to be better. They could have looped it the yeah. entire movie movie yeah yeah and i would have been totally happy yeah, or at totally. least played it four times <laughs> yeah, like yeah. everything else there you go. <laughs> exactly um so yeah i just i think that whole that whole end sequence i think i really did enjoy that yeah. i was and there was also a scene right before that um when they're getting they're in the convertible and she loads it up with all of the zombies and she keeps trying to pull out and they keep on like falling out and everything because they're zombies and, and they're it's just convertible in a, and right. it's a convertible and i thought that was like really really funny as well the the gag the 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 dumb dad joke uh gag that did get me was when she instructs those zombies to hop into the car and they actually like hop into it as opposed to try to get into it like those hopping vampires yeah 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 Yeah, totally um yeah so i think that you know i mean is this i don't know like this is where i kind of like I don't know where I would rank this against something like a Love on a Leash, you know, like because like Love on a Leash, and I brought this up when we were watching it, like, you know, say what you want about Love on a Leash, at least there was no exposed booms, you know, like there was no flubbed lines, Um, and that's like something I, but, but at the same time, like I think Love on a Leash had way more jokes that were just terrible fell flat this was like a lot of annoying slapstick comedy which i just find annoying in general you know like it just something like a slapstick of another kind just like what just what are you doing what are you doing? I have, I have that on laser. Oh, as well. I bet you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I still haven't dived. Can into we that not one. do that yeah. movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, unless 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 we do a random one sometimes, then we get it. We have to do it. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, I mean, I won't be probably watching Dead Men Don't Die again anytime soon. <laughs> uh, but I do believe I probably would watch it again before Love on a Leash. Yeah, I I think that's reasonable. And I think because of 
you know, yes, there are more messy parts of this film, which I think is crazy to say anything is like, you know, Love on a Leash is better than anything in any way, shape, or form. But at the same time, like, Love on a Leash doesn't have Mabel in it, you know? Right. Like, it, it doesn't have, you know, even any redeemable portions to it whatsoever maybe it's not as technically a mess as this is this this is a technical mess like it really is there are really bad cuts there are really bad camera angles in a lot of the film um there are just like some real real bad jokes and just like the worst kind of jokes where if they say a joke and it's like they're pausing for a laugh that's not ever gonna come. Don't need needed a laugh. Track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's actually, I actually thought to myself a lot. It's like it, this. This is like a laugh track thing with no laugh track. Like because yeah. they they even have like the cadence of that kind of thing, and it's almost like that he like they're pausing for the audience. Well, he's not. a writer director as well, right? And so like as somebody who has been a writer for decades and decades and is now directing his own movie, I mean, it seems like a possibility that he's going to do that that he's going to say, oh, this is a funny thing. I'm going to give some space for the audience to laugh. Oh, yeah, gotcha. You yeah. know? And I just, like, no. <laughs> a little bit too much space there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit too yeah. much. Absolutely. There's really not a whole lot to say about no. this movie. No, there's at not. All. I mean, there's better examples of kind of the same genre or, uh, you know, during the same time period. Uh, the, the, the font on the front... <laughs> Really looks. Uh, what what is that Spike it, Lee movie? It yeah, looks like the Spike. It, it, Lee. it looks like do the right do thing. Do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks a lot like that. Which came out a year or two before this, right? I mean, yeah. that was late eighties. Yeah, do the right thing was eighty nine. I think yeah. it was eighty nine. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, they're really, riding that. Yeah, it uh, is. It's the thirtieth anniversary this year. Yeah. So totally. uh, I would suggest not seeing this movie mm -hmm. and watch Dead Heat instead. Ooh, nice. I would suggest if you can somehow just watch that climax sequence set to No Man or Dead Man's Party, I would watch that. I would definitely put that in. I, this is another film that I think if you could just watch the good parts of it, you know, watch the good clips. The sizzle reel. Yeah, watch the the whole. I would say the the scene where um where like uh the the Fuki or whatever her name is is like raising Elliot Gould that first time, and she's just like voodoo 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 voodoo, you know, just like this ridiculous voodoo song that she's like I think just making up on the spot. Um, and uh, I would say the the electric dance. Godsmack covered that years later didn't they <laughs> was it godsmack <laughs> dead man don't, don't die, die. <laughs> oh it's coming back oh, again um but uh okay so the other sequence is the electric dance where oh that was yeah, great one of the guys um like the bad he's like the main baddie shock, dude. shock dance, shock dance, yeah, shock yeah. dance that's it shock dance yeah so one of the main baddies like basically is like being attacked by the other two zombies and they don't eat his brains but they basically through some slapstick hijinks he ends up electrocuting himself and and he's like electrocuting himself like for a long time like as the what is it 
like what is it called like rotoscoping or something where they like drew the electricity on there i can't remember it's not rotoscoping but um whatever like just animated yeah exactly just like animation and then like the song comes in that's like the shock dance shock dance and then like they're like moving around with him because they're they're imitating him yeah Yeah, exactly it's like shock dance shock dance and uh so i watch that scene if you can um and the whole climax uh and then i'd say you're good like you don't need to watch this entire film you don't, don't need an elliot gold I, I, super no, you, cut or anything. i'll take the elliot gold uh first time that he goes sure. on screen as a zombie like on on the ellie gould in a, in a in a in a muumuu as well is pretty good right right yeah yeah no you're right because yeah there's the whole thing where because she is uh she's having to essentially um tell she's having to say the lines because he's like a mindless zombie and she's basically reading to a um, a voodoo doll and then that voodoo doll like the things she's saying is coming out right and so yeah. it's him doing the news like in her accent but I'm she keeps on messing wrong. up and like dropping the paper and like reading the other person's lines which yeah. which is very much like the anchorman thing mm-hmm. where he right. will only read totally. what's on the teleprompter absolutely yeah yeah i definitely got like a couple of weird like but anchorman they took it they, they didn't yeah. they didn't really take it deep enough they yeah. just kept saying the same right. type of response Agreed. Joke and they had like the time. insufferable people in the 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 control room they were just like oh why are you saying it? and it's like oh god it's just like yeah, it was so it was just painful. a repeat, repeat, repeat. I, I was ex- half expecting like a little battle of the sexist thing to go on between gold's character totally and, right and uh the gal I, I forget her name but christina applegate they it was not christina applegate <laughs> it was uh Pawn shop, Christine <laughs> Applegate, uh, with a three thousand dollar nose. Right. I didn't but have a nose. Three thousand dollar nose. Yeah, I I think that if there was more of a beginning to this movie, they might mm-hmm. have established that a little bit better. But since they so quickly got Elliot Gould into right. well, that's mode, what I thought. Like maybe there'd be some stakes to this. Like both like, of them thought like they would be losing their jobs. You know, everybody's gunning for their positions, but they already pretty much top dogs in what they were doing other than worldwide news was trying to make themselves be you know the best of the news the organizations news, right. and whatever but like the period. you know the uh, uh the, the executive just thought they were the shit and just loved them you know and he's like you're great you're great you're great so it's not as though they were seeking out to be you know i gotta find like the top story i know that would be a motivation right. regardless but maybe give us feel like there's some sort of stakes involved yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're very little stakes. It, very, it doesn't really happen yeah because why would you zombify elliot gould and then put him back in the seat <laughs> if there weren't stakes, you know, or something that even like motivated the zombie, like if she said, "Hey, we're gonna go and and uh, you know run off to the islands together, right. and you're gonna be my slave," and he's like, "News," and then there was some resistance there where he right. he felt compelled to still be in that position. That would be a better written you know? script for sure. Yeah, I that mean, would that that would definitely be better know, written. Any, script. Well, a lot of things would have been. I mean, you know, but. <laughs> Yeah, is what it is. I did like the joke. The, first of all, we didn't talk about the detective character. Oh much. yeah, I, I just want to say I really a don't want very to. Very insufferable yeah. character. He was awful, but yeah. he did have what I thought was. In again, it's a cheesy joke, but I thought one of the best delivered jokes because he's he's portrayed as an idiot throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing, and and he is well incompetent, um, too. incompetent. Yeah. But there's a point where he talks to the 
co-anchor and said, well, who would want to kill uh, Elliot Gould? And she, he's like, who, who's his enemy? Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm the only one. He's like, well, that you're not a suspect then. <laughs> Did Barry Barron have any enemies? Me. We were competitive. Well, that rules you out as a suspect. Like that, that's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and again, it was a joke that happened once, right? And it wasn't repeated as not ad nauseum. That's true. That's true. Um, also, I think that the other detective guy, I think that whole plot line was just so weird and convoluted. There's like some other detective who it doesn't is need like to be his, in the movie at all. It's his partner, and well, it was it was the lieutenant. Okay, yeah, it says his lieutenant. And he hates how incompetent he is, and basically the only reason he has uh, his job is because he his dad is somebody important. Um, but then, like the whole movie, he's just like he's calling him, and he's and it's like setups for terrible jokes, like oh, send in the coroner because uh, there's a body. Oh no, the body's not here, and it's that kind of joke. But just the guy and the other, I just couldn't stand him. Like, well, and they he was do so annoying with it. it. Yeah, it's not like like they don't even have the decency, or maybe the budget to that joke would have hit a little bit harder mm-hmm. for me if he actually did make those phone calls right and you'd see like maybe like an ambulance like start driving away. totally and then have to and, like turn and around then, you right. know when he called yeah, yeah. back and say the body's gone it yeah. went back absolutely it would be a dumb joke still right. but i right. mean there would be at least a payoff to yeah. the dumb yeah. joke right 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 and make it a little more broad right well you did hear the sound effects there were times where you heard the sirens Mm. coming to the building mm. and then when he was saying oh never mind I must have missed that yeah. well it was few and far in between and it was kind of buried mixed in the mix but, <laughs> uh, either that or Anne was sitting next to me and making those meow, 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 noises or something <laughs> I mean, that's, that's probably more entertaining right yeah I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't either. We've done our we've done our diligence I hope Elliot Gould got a lot of cocaine out of this movie yeah that might be it. Oh I my think god, he might that was have all like it. real cocaine. He, maybe he was paid in the cocaine that was on the set. Is he still, he's he's still alive? Yeah, yeah, right? he's alive. Oh yeah, I think so. I mean, he was just in... Mabel isn't. Yeah. I mean, Mabel, I know, I died, died a while ago. That's a bummer. Yeah. Because she was probably the best thing about this movie. Yeah, she Easily. was definitely... That That and Oingo Boingo. But, you know, Oingo Boingo is the best part of everything there. And in. Oingo right. Boingo didn't have to show up. They yeah. just said, yeah. yeah, we'll sign the release on this. Yeah, exactly. So we'll maybe that's when they were spreading out the whole thing with... Uh, what was it, Back to School? That was the other... Yeah, I mean, this was a writer... I mean, this was a few years after Back to School. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. So that was Dead Men Don't Die. Don't watch it. If you're an Elliot Gould completist... <laughs> Brought to you by Kleenex. Yeah, exactly. Brought to you by Kleenex. Yeah, I would say if you're an Elliot Gould completist, you still don't really need to see this movie. But if you're an Oingo Boingo completist, like you kind of have to. If you're an Elliot Gould completist, <laughs> please write us. Yeah, please do. Please do. What's what's our email? Coldfollowing.co. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch of other stuff that's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah. to cultfollowing.co. Comment on the YouTube video on YouTube.com. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, subscribe, smash that notification bell or whatever people do. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, guys. Uh, but, okay, all right. I I am Von Ratkowski. Uh-huh. I am Joshua T. Ruth. And I'm Kyle McLaughlin. And that was a damn fine show. <laughs> yes. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.